And I've actually read this years ago because I've always been wavering faith in and out. Like, oh, yeah, I'm 110% down with God. And next week, like, girl, I'm hot girl summer. We out here. Ah." But at the end of the day, that's not the life that I want to live. That's not consistent. We in this together, okay? That's why it's called Disciples in Progress because we always what? In progress. Amen. Amen. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the DIP community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. We are in episode 13, y'all. I'm telling y'all, I am renewed, okay? It's about consistency. So it's time to be consistent. And it's kind of ironic that I'm talking about consistency because today's word is about the opposite of what happens when you aren't consistent. Hmm. So there you go. There you go. You already know. So let's go ahead and jump right into it, guys. Episode 13 is titled Wavering Faith. It is not good to have wavering faith. But today's reading is going to be out of James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Y'all know I love my New Living Translations. That's what I read from. That's what I feel like I connect to. That's what I understand. New Living Translation is NLT version in the Bible. If you didn't know, now you know there are different versions in the Bible. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the reading for today. Then we're going to go to the breakdown and then we're going to wrap it up with key points. I think I found a flow of the show. I want y'all to comment, leave something to let me know if this is something that y'all like. The way the flow is kind of like straight to the point. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. So we are reading from James chapter one, verses five through eight. And it reads like this. This section is titled faith and endurance. Starting with verse five. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. And they are unstable in everything they do. Y'all, that read me for my filth the first time I read this. And I've actually read this years ago. That was one of the many verses that actually stood out to me. Because I've always been lukewarm, wavering faith, in and out. Like, oh yeah, I'm 110% down with God. And next week, like, girl, I'm hot girl summer. We out here, ah, just cutting up, don't care. No care in the world. But at the end of the day, that's not the life that I want to live. That's not consistent. That, you know, like, yeah. So if you like that, we in this together, okay? That's why it's called Disciples in Progress, because we always what? In progress. Amen. Amen. So let's get down to the breakdown, y'all. Um, I think I should read that again. No, I'm not going to read it again because we're going to break it down. All right, let's start with verse five. All righty. Verse five reads like this. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God 
and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So the first thing that came to my mind was, well, what is wisdom? Y'all know I always ask questions when you are reading the word Bible studies. Tip number one, ask questions, ask questions. Bible study tip number two, get definitions, definitions equals clarity. So immediately I'm like, what's wisdom? We all probably have a general sense of idea of what wisdom is, but being able to look up the definition gives you more understanding. So wisdom is the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. So basically when it's time to make a decision, you're going to ask for what? wisdom got it okay then the next thing that I had a question about was well what is knowledge and I'm asking what is knowledge because it says wisdom is the soundness of an action or decision so you're evaluating did I choose the right thing right and then it says but you're doing but the way you're evaluating is with regards to the application of experience knowledge and good judgment So the way that you can see if you made a sound decision is based off of previous experiences, based off of your knowledge about the situation and based off of good judgment. So I'm like, well, what is knowledge? Because I got to I know what experience is. I know what good judgment is. But knowledge can be, you know, like like, you know, it could be. However, I want to interpret it personally. So let's look and see. Knowledge is awareness. And I want to stop there, but the full definition is knowledge is awareness or familiarity gained by experience of a fact or situation. So let me read the definition of wisdom again. Wisdom is the soundness of an action or decision with regards to the application of experience, knowledge, aka awareness, and good judgment. So... Let's read verse five again so that we can bring this all into context. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Now I'm going to read it with the definition in there. If you need advice on the soundness of an action, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So, You want to know if you made the right decision. That's basically what this comes down to. This passage is talking about you asking God, hey, God, did I make the right choice? Hey, God, what do you think about A, B and C? Hey, God, help me figure out how to work through this. What type of experience, knowledge or, you know, good judgment can you place in my heart so that I can do better? Or can I reflect on the decision that I've already made? These are things that you, the Bible is telling you that you should be asking God about, right? So when you ask for wisdom, according to the definition, this sounds like you should be asking for wisdom when you need to make decisions. The next sentence talks about how God will not rebuke you for asking. Don't think that because you've already made a decision that it's too late to ask God for wisdom. No, don't think that because you you scared to make a decision or it could be something so small, y'all. Like what color shirt should I wear today, God? I remember one time I was talking to my friend um, who we do Bible studies together and she was telling me, girl, every morning I would wake up and I would ask Holy Spirit, what should I eat? What should I wear? Should I watch TV? 
what show should I watch? Literally. And I was like, girl, Holy Spirit don't be talking to you like that. And she was like, no, for real. Like something will just randomly pop up in my head, like immediately. And whatever that first thing is, I'll go with that first thing. And I'm like, okay, you know, now me personally, I ain't been that deep to where I'm like, you know, the small things, but we, again, the verse says he will not rebuke you for asking. It doesn't matter how small or how big the situation is. Don't feel intimidated. Like God is not, you know, like he going to be mad. And we got to talk about the word rebuke. Rebuke is the expression of sharp disappointment or criticism. God is not about to be disappointed in you or criticize you for asking for wisdom. Ask the man for wisdom. Okay. Okay. All right, so that wraps up verse five, basically introducing us to, you know, what wisdom is and no question is a dumb question. Okay, now let's move on to verse six. Verse six reads like this. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone, period. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind period now this right here was deep okay so we literally just finished a sentence that said that god is not going to rebuke you make you feel bad for asking for wisdom but then right after that it says but when you ask him be sure that your faith is in god alone well we talked about faith before remember Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us reassurance about things we cannot see, which is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Go check it out. So when it says, do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. If you are standing on faith and your faith is in God, That should be solid enough to where you are not being influenced by any and every little thing that's going on around you because you know that Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into the direction that you see fit, that he sees fit, right? So it's literally saying, A, check where your faith is, and B, make sure you're not a divided person. You can't be of this world and want to be getting advice from God at the same time. He can't do split attentions. That don't work like that because he don't give you split attention. But okay, we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, I believe that verse 7 to me was the most important part of this um, this verse that really stood out to me. Um, verse 7 reads like this. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Pause. What? Did we just read that? Yes. It literally says such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Now, remember, we started this passage talking about requesting wisdom from God. Therefore, if you are easily influenced by other things outside of God, don't expect him to deliver you whenever you want. Life don't work like that. He not a genie. You can't be like, okay, God, I'm going to praise you and sing your glories and high praises. You know, I did A, B, and C last night, but I need something from you today. I need a miracle today. I need a praise breakthrough today. I need a shout today. No, ma'am. No, sir. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. And I'm not. Yes, it does not work like that. Okay. Therefore. 
to me, this verse speaks to God's character. Because pay attention to the flow. Basically, he starts off saying, you can ask me for what you want. I'll never make you feel bad about it. But be sure that your faith is in me alone. Like, make sure you're, you're, you're loyal to me. I want to... I want you to love me just as much as I love you because I'll give you anything and I want you to give me anything too. Then it says, what happens to people who are tossed between both sides? Like you want to be with Jesus, you want to be down with God, but you also want to be down with everybody else and what everybody else got to do. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Why would you expect to receive something from him when you can't even give him what he's asking you for, what he needs in return, what he's giving you? So far, this passage is reading like, ask me and I will give it to you because I love you. But please be sure that you love me the same because people who are lukewarm in between wishy-washy can't fully love me like the way that I love them. And that's basically what it is. God won't show heart, y'all. He won't show full heart, your attention, your everything because he's giving you everything without a second guess or thinking about it. So... Yeah, I think another thing, too, I also want to provide supportive scriptures on what God thinks about when believers and Christians have split loyalty. When I tell you verse seven is probably the most important verse in this whole chapter, it is because it's been mentioned several times throughout the book about what God thinks about people with split loyalty. Today, I'm going to reference Revelation chapter three, verse 15 through 16. I'm also going to reference 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. Also, y'all can take a look at James chapter 1, verse 22. But I'm going to read Revelations for today. And the other two y'all can check out on y'all. Revelations, New Living Translations, guys. Chapter 3, verses 15 through 16 reads like this. I know all things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I'll spit you out my mouth. Basically saying, you can't make up your mind? Cool, I'll give you the space to do so. But I think it's important to pay attention to how God responded to people who are lukewarm, people who are in between. He said, I'll spit you out my mouth. When you spit something out your mouth, that's because you disgusted. You don't just be spitting everything out your mouth. So when you spitting, it's with some intention, okay? And God is intentionally telling you that I can't deal with people who straddle the fence. I'd rather you hate my soul and guts before I let somebody in my house that wants to be in between wishy-washy. I'd rather have a straightforward person tell me exactly what it is, how it is, and where it's going to be so that I ain't got to play the in-between game because you don't know what character or person you're going to get. And that's what God's saying. He he ain't got time for people who want to straddle the fence and be back and forth all the time. He'll spit you out and let you do your thing. Girl, figure that thing out when you come back. Come back with something solid. Come back with something solid. So to tie this back in, God really would rather pick we're rather for you to pick a side. Folks lingering in the middle, low key, discuss him the most. And I say discuss him because scriptures talks about God spitting lukewarm people out. And I don't know about you, but if I ever have to spit something out, I must have been disgusted. Okay. 
So now we're going to move on to the final verse, which is verse eight, which reads like this. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. So in order to see if you are lukewarm, it will reflect in everything you do. Just like what we talked about last week when it came to checking our light. Are we living in the light or darkness? So yeah, that wraps up this scripture part of the episode. But I guess to sum up James 5 through 8, the world is basically, the word is basically saying, ask me for wisdom and I'll happily give it to you. But don't expect favors from me when I'm not your first choice. Because God always chooses you first. And that concludes episode number 13, y'all. Wavering Faith. It was quick, easy, and right to the point. Um, be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at The Dip Podcast. It is spelled The D-I-P Podcast on Instagram. And be sure to follow, subscribe, and rate the show on whatever platform you're listening to it from right now. This helps me bring more people to the show. And without further ado, that wraps up episode number 13. And until next Monday, I'll see you then. Bye.